0: Here we go! We talk games. Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Cool Bull bullshit and
1: energy! Our focus always rambles off topic! But we keep on going anyway! Yeah. TT shook in the robot sex part. Stinky stinks so bad he smells! Here we are. Welcome to We Talking. What? Why is there a drum machine going? Who is that? Getting oh. hip-hop up in here. Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh. Hit huh? me with that beat. Right now. now. Yeah, there's a boom. Bring the boom. <laughs>
0: Turn uh-huh. me up on my headphones.
1: I don't know how that's coming through, but there's a lot of boom happening. It uh, is. Coming a lot up of bo- to the last bar. Here it is. It's eight bars and that's it. Okay, I don't nice. know what oh, that was in there. I have to record in a Logic now. So as you can hear, I am here. One of your hosts, Wiggly, on the Skype pipe is Keith Duke. Ahoy, hello. Welcome to Arcade Weekly. Welcome to my comeback stage. Yeah. And we're here with a game from the 1980. Uh-huh, right to start. We're, we're going into the vector games, which I love me some vector games, which I never say I love me anything. It's more of a your thing that you would say.
0: Yeah, I love me some vector games, too. Did I
1: say I was wiggly? I think I did. In the booth, uh, running Logic, Keith... Wait, no, Don, <laughs> no. He's gone. Don Fennin. Don Fennin. How many times I got to go What is it? I'm going to take a lozenge there, Don.
0: Might want to switch over to the patch.
1: You know, I wanted to start smoking, but then I just went to the patch right away because I thought I fucked the middleman, you know? Yeah, right? Why start at the beginning when you can start at the end? When I listen to classical music, I go right to the finale. Uh, I listen to all my records backwards. Okay. Don Fennon's not running the booths very well. So today we're going to talk about a game that was a (laughs) ripoff. No. The game is Ripoff by Cinematronics. Cinematronics did uh, some vector games. Uh, You know, I did a lot of vector games. Atari, Cinematronics, Mm -hmm. and Sega. Sega. Sega came in later with some pretty impressive ones. And I'll probably run down a little bit about making mechanics and the realm of gaming history as far as talking a little bit about vector games and and Sega. Uh, Oh, uh, by the way, (sighs) We Talk Games is now brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce. And we have a deal that uh, all of our episodes now are only made possible by Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce. Mm. It might have to do with your feet, uh, but I don't know. Rip Off by Cinematronics. Let me briefly explain what this is. It's pretty much protect your shit. Mm-hmm. Protect your shit. You got a bunch of triangles in the middle of the screen. You are a spaceship that has wheels. X. Right. Yeah, well, everybody else is driving like a an earth drill. Mm-hmm. They shoot lightsaber lasers. I couldn't find a cabinet of this. Oh, you didn't miss much. It's not much different than the main version. You're going to get the same uh, gameplay and the same lack of an overlay and lack of a background matte painting in this. It's just straight up black and white. White Is that what they always had back
0: then, or was there? There was no extra thing on the cabinet there?
1: There was no nothing. You only had your bezel art, and that was about it. Ripoff Cinematronics 1980, you are a tank and you're trying to protect your triangles from other tanks that are coming in from the sides of the screen. Every making mechanic I have for this is from the future. Really? Yeah. Do you have making mechanics that precede this?
0: I mean, the only things I can think of that were sort of fly around shooty things and, you know, being vector would be asteroids in 1979. It doesn't share a lot of similarities with it, but it's the only thing I could find beforehand that visually looks a little bit like it, but this controls nothing like Asteroids does.
1: Right. The interesting thing about Ripoff was that it had boundaries and you mentioned Asteroids, like Asteroids, like Star Castle. You had the ability to go off one side of the screen and then come out of the opposite side of the screen with the same momentum. Today, we think of that flat sphere screen mechanic to be kind of odd. Like, you don't run Mario off the top of the screen and he comes out the bottom of the screen unless it's some type of weird warp thing. It's not a Scooby-Doo cartoon. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But back in the day, this was easier to do. You just made, okay, if you fly off the right, you come in the left or the bottom or the top or whatever. It was this weird type of infinite sphere that's flattened type of Solar System. This one, you actually had boundaries on the edges, so you couldn't go past that. And that's why I bring up 1981's Omega Race by Midway. I love Omega Race. Mary Race, you did have an overlay on, and uh wait a minute. Yeah, some had overlays. Now, if you don't know what this is, let me back up a little bit. Vector art means <laughs> that there was two types of arts, raster graphics and vector art. Raster graphics would be like Space Invaders, where you have a solid thing that does boop 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 moves around a tiny bit like most of your now we call them pixel games that's raster graphics right you need power to be able to show so many pixels per line and that's where your processing power comes in vector art takes a lot less processing power because all it's doing is putting these little tiny dots on screen so you need a very small processor to put dots on screen and then the hardware itself will draw lines between the dots. And that's why you can make your dots farther apart from one another. And when the lines are drawn between those two dots, it looks like shit's flying towards you or away from you if you put the dots closer so you could do actual 3D stuff without having to get all pixelated when it comes up to you. Now, back then it was just lines, but then they came out with color vectors each vector could be of a different color and we got more and more complex and I'll talk about that a little bit but that's the difference between vector art and raster raster graphics and you know you might think of vector art like polygons however polygons they started putting bitmaps on and then then it started to look shitty and that's why I often bring up the fact that if you play the original Virtua Fighter that still holds up because you just look like some triangle robots walking around but you could get up close to the person and it doesn't look odd because they didn't try to put bitmaps on top of these people well the mouths when they frown and they smile those are those are some rasters but the rest of the stuff is just shaded polygon so it can do it and it can still hold up there's also garage shading which was what like to ball number one and to ball number two used and that's why that can still look good and of course you also had balls (laughs) which just looks like a bunch of balls uh and it can only draw so many balls but uh you know that's the same type of uh Vector Man, also. I don't know yes. if that was Vectors, but it was Balls, that's for
0: sure. It was, Yeah, it was, he wasn't exactly
1: made of Vectors. He was more Balls Man. So, I don't know what the exact technology was. I didn't I didn't look into that. But I'm, I want to talk about Omega Race really quickly. You had a rectangle in the center of the screen. So, it was like Ripoff, except you had a rectangle in the center of the screen. So, it sort of made like this player, like a track, a racetrack around the inner rectangle because the sides of the screen you would bounce off of. And it was neat when you'd bounce off the sides of the screen in Omega Race because it was sort of like these areas of electricity. When you'd go and try to go off the screen, it would light up this small section with a line. So it sort of felt like an electric fence or something. Oh, I can't bounce through that. Whereas in ripoff, you just bounce off the sides of the screen with nothing representing the side, the, the edges.
0: Yeah, even though the enemies seem to come from out there, you, you're not
1: allowed. <laughs> they can, yes. They can They can wheel their asses in, steal your triangles, but uh, your Triforce. Yeah,
0: yeah with looking in to try to find out what it's supposed to be. It's just you are in tanks, and they are pirates trying to steal your tanks of fuel. They're uh-huh. supposed to be fuel triangles, energon triangles or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Those are the dilenium crystals. Dilithium crystals? That's it. <laughs> There you can
1: is. tell how much I'm into the Star Wars Trek. Yes, yes, so, I'm
0: all I'm. I'm such a Vulcan. Is that, is that what the fans that call is.
1: themselves? Yes. Live long and have babies. I always, <laughs> when I was playing Omega race, I'd pretend and in of course the black light in the uh, disco arcades, uh, I would. Pretending it was a roller derby rink, even though you're a spaceship. So, But in this one, you're just like a spaceship. You, you try to shoot at a certain number of Jewish stop sign spaceships during each race. And I always thought of them as these spinning Star of Davids, except that they were octagons. So I thought they were Jewish stop signs. <laughs> so you fight them, and sometimes there'd be uh, stationary ones which you could crash into, so you don't want to do that. And then there'd be one other ship shooting at you and then Uh as you go on there's more ships now you don't have to win any race you're just going around this track and they're trying to go around the track as well
0: it's a race for your
1: life exactly it's death race omega and that's why it's the final race because it's the omega not the alpha race the lord is the alpha and the omega only for the jews that turn to christianity (laughs) yes that's what it's
0: all about you're playing a christian (laughs) you're trying to convert yeah, you're converting those Jewish Jews. stop signs to the Lord. Yes. It is the Omega. It's the apocalypse. It's it is. the end.
1: It is. And that's you, what it You want them predicted.
0: to be raptured with you. Now, now you're in the Oh, no, wait. That's the other the New Testament as we well. don't celebrate Christmas.
1: Okay. And now you're really going all around the place. <laughs> it's pretty soon, Buddha's going to start flying through the sky with a fire shooting at his ass and water out his front. Is that the one with <clears> the six <throat> arms? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> So the only thing that ties it in with ripoff is the fact that you have a barrier around you. And in 1981, you still had the color overlays on top of the screen or the monitor reflected off the mirror image in the background with the beautiful, like I said, space painting beneath the glass or a combination of both of these. Now, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about there, if anybody knows what I'm talking about there, but a lot of arcade games, even raster graphic games, you would actually be looking down into a piece of like plexiglass or glass that would have a dark background in back of it which would act like a mirror and the screen of the arcade game was actually right by where your head is. And that would get reflected down onto the glass. So you could do all these different types of special effects. And that's why if you play some versions of asteroids, it looks like, wow, man, my vectors are just floating out in a diorama or something. It's kind of weird looking. And
0: yeah, have, uh, I'm very fond of the Spaced Invaders uh, machines that have the overlays yep. on them and the, and the mirrors. Those look really, really nice. And, you know, added something uh, to games that were very limited. Exactly. At the time. You look at it, even though it's very primitive, you feel like like weird in your belly. It doesn't feel normal, you know. Right. You're not looking at the screen; you're looking at something else. It's good though. And, and, and I like,
1: always really enjoyed how those looked. It's like you're in a fish aquarium, but you're also playing a video game on top of it. So it's soothing yet intense.
0: Mm-hmm. And even on the glass screen in front of you, there was always some stuff built. So there was something in the foreground as well a lot of the times around the screen which always the art on there would always be really really sweet was was about the you know what made the whole experience of the arcade right on
1: Mm -hmm. now as i mentioned ripoff in the arcade was just white on a vector black screen Now, vector monitors and raster graphic monitors were different but i don't know how they were different because i am not that intelligent on the inner workings of arcade titles as much as i should be but I think the, that uh, vector monitors were a little bit different than raster monitors, or I could be completely wrong. Now ripoff on the CBS Vectric system, which I have, It does have a color hard film overlay. It's yellow around where your triangles start. Your triangles start in the middle of the screen. And then the ships come in from the sides and that's all blue. So, you know, that's, that's the extent of, uh, spicing up the white vectors. The yellow is in the middle. Too bad brown isn't on the outside because then you know how to put on your underwear. <laughs> Yellow in the middle and brown around the sides. <laughs> so in 1981, we had pretty simple vectors, but by 1982, the games had become pretty advanced oh, with yeah. uh, the advent of the multicolor vectors. You could get really complex titles. Like I think one of the most complex titles I know of was in 1982, even though games would come out in 1983 and even up to 1985 for vector graphics. 1982, you had Sega's Tax Scan. And if you look at Tax Scan, you're going to be like, wow, holy moly.
0: It's like uh, so much good, so much great. You and know what else I'm reminded of? Uh, actually also came out in 1982. And I, I don't know if you have this, but it's something we reviewed here on We Talk Games is Black Widow. Yes, Black Widow did come out. A little yeah, more also complex. with the color vectors and also, uh, you know, not the same as defending your fuel or your little triangles, but that did have a similar sort of, you know, get rid of the other little things on the screen rather than protecting them from the enemies. You have to destroy them before the enemies can get them or whatever. Yeah,
1: it was sort of like you were the triangles.
0: Yes. Be the triangle.
1: (laughs) I thought of that as well. And that did have uh, color vectors uh, Mm -hmm. uh, as as I was confused about whether it was an overlay or color vectors, but it definitely, I think, uh, definitely, definitely, I think was color vectors.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was color vectors. Because I I Uh. remember colors in there because the different color lines on the web would like block you or, Mm -hmm. you know, you could go through or not and what, and all the the things.
1: That was complex in its gameplay. It had a lot more than you would think it would. But in 1982, Sega came out with not just TechScan, but they also came out with Star Trek. Star Trek tech. The Strategic Operations Simulator. I think that's what it was. Now, that didn't look as impressive, but it was a first-person shooter. But then you have to take into account that in the upper right-hand screen, you had this map that drew out all the enemies around you you and the Enterprise. Then you also had all the voice samples that were going on. And Sega was heavy into the voice samples in their vector arts. And I mentioned that before with one of their other titles. Then in 1983, Atari started getting more complex when they came out with Major Havoc. And most famously, 1983 Atari Star Wars. Oh, yes. Uh, And then, in my humble opinion, the less impressive 1985's Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, which was just a conversion kit and... uh, a conversion kit off of a two year old arcade game but star wars wow man if you got to go in and play that and then you finally fight the death star and you're flying up and down and all over and there's voice going on and if you were in the cockpit one that was just
0: really amazing that's the best the the low to the ground sit down version of the mm-hmm. uh, star wars is really good yep Like yeah the voice of the like, <laughs> you're the force. <first>, <laughs> yes yes <laughs> So good. Oh, yeah. It made you feel so cool. It still to this day plays really well. And like, oh, yeah. as much as there have been so many Star Wars games, I think that's probably still the best recreation of the Death Star run is in that original game. It's still the most rewarding and fun to play, I think.
1: I agree, because I th- kind of think that the that Death Star run is stupid. But, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all stupid if, in if, the end. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's Star Wars. You know, yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's space dumb. fantasy. <laughs> it's dumb. space magic. It's full of space magic. It is. No, I digress. Because when I was a kid, when that came out, I saw it in the theater when it first came out. you got to realize this. That was up against Battlestar Galactica and it was up against um, Close Encounters and I was more of a Close Encounters person at that time. I A more hard sci-fi? Well, you know, because at that time, hey, maybe this is real. This is based on real events and, you know, shit like that you thought when you were a kid until you grew up and then realized everyone's been lying to you your whole life, even about Twinkies why does a cow have to die so I can eat a fucking Twinkie but they don't have bovine uh, stuff in the Twinkies anymore but anyway we're, now I'm going on my normal rants.
0: All Pretty game sure. talk no filler right except just the like twi- fill- wait no twinkies, twinkies have
1: fillers what yeah. am I saying it's delicious cream filling mm, uh, mm, that's mm. what I try to tell my girlfriend uh, <laughs> just like a cho- just walks. like a chocolate eclair <laughs> mm. okay the only thing I liked about, of course, the ad ats were in the Empire Strikes Back uh, Vector game, but that's about the only cool part. The rest of it um, is pretty bland, yeah,
0: compared to the original. Yeah, no, barely remember the Empire one. I remember the art on the, the, the why can't I remember what that, the glass art, the panel art on there, I remember for Empire, but I remember playing that one very much. Well, Darth Vader's in it. He talks, so that was kind of cool,
1: yeah. Nice. Yeah, and he talks like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no he doesn't <laughs> I don't know what came out are you sure? I'm positive positive. and then we have to skip from 1985 we have to skip a whole four years later before something came out that reminds me of Ripoff and that was A Rare game. And Rare was very famous for their isometrics games, especially uh, starting with RC Pro-Am. That was their most popular. And then they came out with Cobra Triangle for the NES. And Cobra Triangle was uh, a boat. And you were a boat. And Cobra Triangle had many different elements. There was, well, it started off with a race. Now, (laughs) one thing I have to mention right away is the most interesting thing to me being this boat in Cobra Triangle. First of all, you're just fucking sweet looking red hot rod motor boat opposed to the bland white and blue striped ones but the most amazing thing about it is that you suddenly have this helicopter blade that comes out of your boat and transports you from one scenario to the next that right away got me into there your boat can shoot and you start with a race and you race against some people but then uh, i don't know what level it is i think well for oh you have to transfer mines that happens so that's sort of like the inverse of this there's a bunch of limpet mines that are at one side of the lake or uh, river i should say and you know, other boats are shooting at you and there's i think there's turrets on the sides that are shooting at you and you try to latch on to one of these uh limpet mines and then you take it to another area which blows them up and then uh stage three ah stage 3 you were like um excite bike it was all excite bite ramps and we all love the excite bite ramps so you would uh try to hit these ramps that would take you up to grab these uh balls or something and there are also question marks in there so shades of mario kart and stuff like that so you do that And then I think it was the next stage. You were inside of a square and there'd be all these people that were swimming there stranded. And that'll lead into our next game from 1995, um, six years later after Cobra Triangle. This was the part that was like ripoff because you'd be trying to protect these swimmers that were in this little square area. And all these other boats would come and try to steal your little swimming peoples and take them to i don't know where because they just drive sort of off into the land so i don't know <laughs> what they're doing green uh maybe but who knows that was your triangles and you're trying to protect those triangles by shooting and your, your boat could shoot four ways which i always thought was odd remember this is isometric view and then in the cover triangle you also did thing like um, fight sea monsters and stuff like that i never finished that game I remember you fought, uh, did I fight the shark? I know the first one's like this dragon that comes up, and then maybe it's a shark, but I only ever made it to the desert level. Then it just got too hard. When you raced, you had to race down towards yourself. And even though I could do that like in, in RC Pro-Am, for some reason it was it was kind of difficult and hard to wrap my head. Well, I think it was also the enemies. It's kind of hard to do in, in that. I'll have to go back to it because I, I really like that game. Probably if I go back, it controls like shit, but... Um, no, it's that was that an arcade release, Cobra
0: Triangle? No, just just home NES. Right, it was NES. Well, I, I've heard a lot of talk of that game because it's on the Rare Collection, whatever it's called, on Xbox One. Oh, okay. And that's apparently a game a lot of people have gone back to and are are saying it holds up really well and is actually quite a good game. Okay. So you probably should go back and revisit it. And I mean, hey, it's called Cobra Triangle. You're protecting triangles and rip-off. I mean, it <laughs> It's obviously connected. I wish Illuminati, the triangles. <laughs> I wish you could
1: only play the ripoff portion of it because, you know, like select what you want to do. I want to do a race. I want to do a fight a Munster. You I might wanna, be
0: able to. I, 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 I hear that so. collection has a lot of additional things oh, and okay. add-ons.
1: So All right. Yeah. Well, well I doubt it, but I'll say okay to you just to, you know. Placate yeah. you. Is that what you do? Anyway, <laughs> uh, the next game that would be able to compare to Rip Off, because we don't really have a lot to talk about Rip Off except maybe our high scores on there. Yeah, uh, it's and not, there's one there's other, not much to it. There's one other piece to it that surprised me. I didn't realize it back when it was back in the arcade. I only realized it now when I went back to it uh, by accident. And I, I liked it because that tank looked cooler than your tank. But Cobra Triangle was 1989. And then we would get only the part where you're doing the ripoff, and that was in 1995's Waterworld for the Virtual Boy. What? Hey, Enola saved by, believe it or not, ironically, maybe, Ocean. Ocean. (laughs) I don't know if that's irony. I think it's irony because Ocean makes shit games, (laughs) and this game's actually shit on top of a good game, I think. I think that's how we could put it. Because the Virtual Boy had a lot of good games, but it also had some that were... Mm, You know, Hunt for Red October. And I don't know if it was a red. There were two spaceship games. One was like Red Alert, and the other one was like Red something else, of course, Red. And one I liked, and the other one was vector based, and I didn't really care for it, although I loved vectors. I wasn't too crazy about this uh, space shooter, but eh, who knows? Maybe if I put it back in, I'd I'd like it. Red Zone or something like that? Yeah, probably. Red was in it. I don't know why they didn't call this Red Water World. They (laughs) should It was 1995 by Ocean. And, uh, you know, you had a few arcade titles. Not a lot made it to America, but you had uh, Space Invaders came out for the Virtual Boy. You had a first-person Red Tetris. You had Panic Bomber. (laughs) Dumb game to have on the... 3d virtual boy but okay and i think a few more maybe arcade style games taken over but this was an original arcade style game like ripoff but the the skinning of it was a sort of a distraction from the underlaying arcade mechanic that's why i said it was sort of a shitty on top of a good arcade style game you had your people that were stranded there just like in cobra triangle they're drowning <laughs> So, you know, you have a boat. You don't pick them up. You just let them there drowning, yelling for help. The same way with Cobra Triangle.
0: They gotta, <laughs> why, you got to deal with the baddies before you can help the people from drowning. No, you know?
1: man, you're driving like over top of them. Just fucking put them in your <laughs> boat and then go. But instead, you just uh, go around trying to stop. Them. Now, in this one, you have jet skiers. And that would be cool. That sounds kind of cool, you know. People on jet skis, which were in water world. But uh, the jet skis have, like, three frames of animation so that sort of detracts from it but it still has that arcade mechanic so you still can keep trying to do better and better and better it's based around going through rounds and that's all it is protect your dudes and they just tread
0: water that whole time yeah
1: well until you defeat all the jet skiers that are
0: trying to come in and, and steal them okay so each round you pick them up at the end of the round no, it
1: doesn't show that. It tells you Enola saved and things like that. And whoever the fucking Enola is, it tells you extra life or things. I don't
0: know. Like that. I think that's the little girl with the map on her back or okay. the the lady. I can't remember. Well, who cares? All Do you I know drink is your a- own pee as like a power-up or like a healing item? <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> Damn. Um, you really yeah. should have tried to tie it in a little more.
1: Yeah, all I know is that when I win, I see all these words on screen that gives me extra points. I have no idea what they're talking about, like Enola. <laughs> and I'm like, Enola, gay? I don't know. And I think the biggest detractor, besides the jet skiers and these fountains or wood that sticks up by, I don't even know what these these column things are. But uh, you are, of course, I guess the tripod, Tripoon, Tripoon, Tripoon Sailboat that's in Waterworld, because this game also came out for the Super Nintendo and the PC, but those were just licenses and you do things completely different. You're not doing any of this. You're going around and like, it's sort of like a action game. It's an action waterformer.
0: Action water, action water, platforming.
1: Yeah, there's no platforming. Game. Just go around shooting uh, bad guys, and you know, no. I don't know. This what. was
0: this was also the age when, like, uh, they would try to make games different on the different systems so they could sell all the versions of the game. You know, which I prefer. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's why we have two awesome Aladdin games. And it,
1: yeah, that's true. And as soon as you mentioned Super Nintendo and and then licenses and something about other thing, I just think of True Lies and how good that was.
0: That <laughs> It's a hard game.
1: It's hard, but I really like that game, and and it really got you know it got it was like a sleeper hit. And I remember working in Toy Story. But anyway, uh, yeah, you you just uh, do this uh, your tripoon boat around and. Um, You obviously know about that movie, but I never got past the fan art of that movie. Like I have it in my collection, and I look at the fan art, and I'm like ready to hit the play button, and then that's the furthest I get is just looking at the artwork, and then saying, "You should give it a chance." I say, "Give it a chance." Okay,
0: it's fun. Dennis Hopper is a bad guy—you can't go wrong.
1: That's true. Uh, Just look at Super Mario Brothers.
0: I mean, uh, yeah, just look at that. What a great, you know, kind of dumb movie you uh, just sit down to watch.
1: They just talked about that on talking Talkies, and I don't think they mentioned the fact that that's why we have our house, because I made Chiz watch that movie on a Sunday, and I made her watch it because of how just completely everything, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it's,
0: it's insane.
1: Everything it's, it, and anything. It's, it's nuts. That could be wrong, right, right indifferent or just completely stupid shit how the fuck did we get here movie and she just thought i tortured her and it was so bad that she went to she saw this open house and she got to our trapdoor mansion like right when they were going to close up and then we ended up buying a house so thankfully super mario
0: brothers got us a trapdoor mansion Nice. Hey, it, it did something good. Did something good for once you know? in its life. And it's it sparked so much discussion. How can it really be like a bad
1: thing? That's right. You know? Um, that's true. One more thing I just have to mention about anything that has to do with the Virtual Boy is the music. And music is something that gets overlooked a lot on the Virtual Boy. And now, now people are back into the Virtual Boy. But boy, did that get the most shit for the longest amount of time ever, more than I think the Apple computer did. Like, I had to hear Apple computer bashing because I was in IT work forever. And, you know, all I did was tell people, you know, you're completely stupid and wrong about this platform because it's a whole enchilada back in the day. Now I hate Apple too, even though that's the only thing I use, but I'm, you know, I piss on Steve Jobs' grave. Because, yeah it's just just a cash grab. But anyway, because we got you, we got you, sucker. The music often gets overlooked because of the fact that it's all red, uh, graphics coming at you, the three. Yeah, and great.
0: everybody immediately just goes to like, oh, "Nintendo fucked up!" ha right. <laughs> ha yeah. it's like everybody fucked up in the nineties. That's right. Because everybody had money just to th- put into anything.
1: I think if Japan would have been more involved with the American development team, and listened to them about putting in the the red and uh, blue guns into the Vectrix, we would have a full color. 3d virtual reality system that no one would have been able to touch for years and years
0: yeah and if anything i think uh, with all the recent stuff in virtual reality the push like virtual boy was ahead of its time way ahead of its time and we weren't ready for it and game developers weren't ready for it they weren't ready to make stuff for it
1: and neither was japan i'm sorry japan but your game boy you wanted it to be grayscale all the time all the time and you know, then you finally went to color, and wow, you know, it was, it was fantastic. Well, you should have put color in here, and it would have been amazing. Add fifty dollars on because the price of the guns had dropped before this was released, and they could only afford to put the red gun in there. So, if they would have been able to go full color, it would have been just unstoppable. I think. Oh yeah, the
0: Wario Land game on there would have been legendary everything
1: and you know Japan came out with more games in, than America but that's besides the point that sound was phenomenal you know you talk about cue sound in the arcade which you never got to hear because the arcade was so fucking loud but yes. but those tiny sp- you look at these speakers that stick out of the virtual boy and you think this is going to sound like shit coming out of a toaster or something i don't know why a toaster's metal and these are plastic but you think it's going to sound like crap but the music is so like surround soundy it's crazy however this music is uh, this ambient trance. And if you think that ambient trance fits a frenzied guard-the-flag shooter, then I guess you're okay. But it's really <laughs> I out of place. Think on.
0: You're, I think you're on some special K then or something. <laughs> it's really out of
1: place. But I just have to keep mentioning anytime I mention a virtual boy that the sound was fucking hot. That's about it. Let's talk about... I don't know what time we're at because I'm using Logic. Because for some reason, when I was using my wiretap last time, we sounded like we were in a space vacuum.
0: It doesn't matter what time we're at. Because I think it's more interesting with this game to see what came from it. Because from uh, the research I did, the first co-op shooting game.
1: And that's what surprised me about it. So, like we mentioned uh, before, Ad nauseum, the game is very simple. Yes. (laughs) a bunch of triangles. Yeah, protect the triangles. Protect the triangles with your ship. Your ship shoots. Their ship shoots. When you shoot each other, you blow up, and it takes a little while to respawn off screen. Mm -hmm. Once they grab your triangles, they can no longer use their shooting ability. They're just trying to get away. And each time that you shoot a set number of bad guys on screen, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, you begin a new level. And there's even bonus levels, (laughs) which... I don't know what the fuck they're talking about of being at a bonus level.
0: Well, uh, it's yeah, it's just another level where you're gaining bonus points for each enemy kill. So when it says bonus level plus ten, like okay, each one of those enemies now is worth ten more points than they normally would be in the game. Gotcha interesting thing about this very simple game is that you don't have lives your lives are your triangles your fuel in the center of the screen right so the game isn't over until the enemy takes all of your fuel from the center of the screen so i found an interesting strategy sometimes is to just suicide bomb dive the enemy you really have to use that strategically but yes you just
1: fucking crash yourself into them (laughs) and it's a lot easier than trying to hit them with these tiny bullets
0: yeah, but you can shoot in like a three-round burst. I think three to four you can get out before it has to stall, I guess, and wait for those pixels the, the, or whatever to go off screen. Mm-hmm. So you you know if you miss in a couple shots and you're jamming on the button, you know you kind of can screw yourself. It being early an early game, I, I find I found it hard to determine where the bullet was going to go based on how it was turning because the controls in this game in the arcades it was there's no joystick. There's no dial. It's just four buttons. Right. And one turns you left, one turns you right, one moves you forward, and one shoots. And if there's one thing that could have been improved in this game, it would be a reverse button.
1: Or hyperspace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I can miss it entirely and not <laughs> and not use it. Oh, man. I love I... <sighs> More that games need
1: hyperspace. Yes, yeah. it could put you right in immediate
0: death danger, but... What if it doesn't? What if
1: you can
0: turn it all around? I found a lot in this. I'd be oh, I'd be trying to circle the enemies. And because I can't go in reverse and shoot at the enemies, I could just keep circling forever. And the instant you try to turn around to shoot at them, they just hit you. If I had a hyperspace, I could teleport somewhere else on the screen and maybe have a chance.
1: There was another game that I wanted to bring up that had a bonus round and, and it tied into this game. Now I can't think of it. Was this something we had talked about on here? No, but I do know of another game that I wanted to bring up that reminded me of this title, and that was uh, Konami's uh, Time Pilot. That came out in 82. So, really? Yeah, so I was around there, because Time Pilot reminded me of it, too, because you're looking down on your plane, and you do a lot of that circling around. So yeah. one of the strategies of this game, because the enemy's laser beams go so quickly and can blow you up like... Uh, uh, laser targets you have to try to circle around back or i guess like um top gun you like the top gun where you kill the russian kids and nobody cares about the the poor. no that's chris's thing chris loves top gun nobody cares that those russian kids have have parents that are mourning after uh, you know their their children that just got murdered but uh everybody cries when doogie dies i don't know anybody from there better dead than red wiggly i just remember i watched that movie when it came out on vhs just so i could titty fuck this one girlfriend i had so, i don't
0: remember too much about it i was just you know planning hey, it we've all, all out we've all sat through a movie just for for a little nookie man yeah
1: 90 minutes planning baby oil or just you know <laughs>
0: Self-lubrication. <laughs> what are they like using that. in that volleyball scene? I bet that would work real well.
1: <laughs> well, that's what our buddy Chris, who
0: was yeah. supposed to be on his show. I wonder if he's yeah. still asleep. But, <laughs> but uh, Time Pilot, that's, that's what you do a lot of uh, going yeah, around. Yeah, looping circles. around, doing the loop to loop like in Star Fox. You know what's great about Time
1: Pilot? You go to the year 2001, and that's what I enjoy, to go to the future. To that space odyssey? You start in forty-five. You hit the 70s, you go to 83, which is one year ahead of where they were. And then, then they have to predict the spaceships,
0: of course, that you fight in 2001. <laughs> I end up say Time Pilot. I think a Time Lord. Oh. But I think that's, that That has nothing to do you with do this. You do not want
1: but. to think of Time Lord, yeah.
0: Is that also Konami? <clears throat> um. Eh, who knows?
1: And who cares? So let's get back into protecting the diamonds. So yeah, I accidentally pressed uh, my player two button and noticed another tank on the left-hand side of the screen because I put in a new version of MAME, which is uh, updated so I could play a lot of more of my polygon games like the um, Last Bronx and uh, the NFL Blitz play a lot better and... Ooh, there's one Sega Pro Wrestling game. I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, that works better and and all this other stuff. So uh, I put that in, and it brings me another screen to make sure I want to quit, and I have to press this one button to do it. And uh, Anyway, I got another ship on screen, and boy, that ship looks a lot cooler than the Player One ship tank. Really? Uh, Yeah, Yeah.
0: because I didn't even see it.
1: So I played as that, but I thought those other guys are circling around player one. I'm going to be able to get a much higher score. I didn't. So let's talk about one slug and my one (laughs) slug I took from my highest score and my highest score is probably pathetic, but it was 1780. I don't know if you know what your high score was or if you can
0: give us a clue on your one slug. When I played the most recently when I was recording my scores, 1290 was the highest I got out of like five games, I'd say. Okay, well, that's not bad. Progressively, I got better. It's really difficult because some mm. of the enemies move a little slower, but most of them like just zip across the screen faster than you can get a shot off at them. And if you don't get them in the first one or two shots, they're on you. And then you can try to circle around them, but it's not going to happen because they move way too quick. So Right. And you know what? It really
1: matters if you can... Stop them from stealing for like the first three levels. Then you can do better in the in, in the later levels when they get really fast.
0: Yeah, it's like you're just trying to get ahead of the curve in this. I would love to see someone who's pro at this game play because that's impressive. Mm-hmm. This but is yeah. one of those games you just play and know that it takes a lot of dexterity to get really good at this game. That no normal human being with uh, normal responsibilities would have time to attune
1: I don't know about the metrics of this. I didn't look at the arcade uh, promotion flyer that they would send out to the... And I don't even know if they had projections of how much time someone would play at this particular machine. But if I would go in the arcade, or even now when I tried to play it, I would play this for at least two fifty, three dollars $3 worth of quarters, I think. Because you don't get to different levels... Like, oh, I got to repeat level one. All the levels are the same. It's just the intensity of the people. So you don't mind that you can't start from where you left off. How could you? You don't have any more diamonds. Triangles, mm-hmm. I mean. So you, you can go back to it right
0: away like that type of arcade game. How many times did you play about? Altogether, about like 10 times, yeah. maybe through the, like, uh, the amount of times I've played over a couple of days and kept coming back to it to see if I could do any better or not. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like... The most primitive version of a twin-stick shooter I can think of. I don't know if there were any before this that had the, the twin-sticks, but well, this having the two sets of, you know, having four buttons and two being steering, one shoot, and one being a throttle is close. You yeah. know, it, it's getting there, where you're moving with one stick and shooting with the other, but this one, you know, has the tank controls to it so, it. so it's really just a primitive version of Resident Evil.
1: Battlezone came out in 1980, same year, but that was first person. And that also, you looked through like a periscope, but you didn't have the tank controls because you were actually a tank, but you were a first person tank, not an overhead tank like this. So uh, Battlezone, oh man, man, that got a lot of money pumped into it. Yes, it did. Holy mackerel.
0: Yeah. You know what I found interesting? That Cinematronics who made this game were also the people who brought us Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. Oh, did they get behind the uh, the Don Bluth stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. They okay. were the publishers. They're the ones who actually published the games. Okay, okay. Back near when they started, they seemed to be uh, the people who did a lot of Vectrix games early on in the late 70s. All
1: right, man. Well, this hasn't been a very fun episode, but hopefully... Uh, what? I don't think it was fun, but I think it had a lot of good info, a lot of good backstory, a lot of good uh, forward story, and yeah. a lot of good side story. <laughs>
0: This is a great game to play to see where, uh, you know, it all It all started from, which is uh, it definitely is a good line, like I said, for shooters and for co-op shooters to see where they uh, all began. And especially test your
1: arcade game skills. Yes. This yes, is a place is to pure build your skills. Skill. Yeah, man. I could theoretically see someone getting very, very good at this game. And it's all about Twitch and it's all about control and it's all about... Video game
0: mechanics. Yeah, especially if you're using right. the four-button uh, original layout. I would, oh, yeah. I would, that's where the real skill's coming in. Because, you know, you can map it on a controller. I had to do it, you know, left and right and have a throttle on, like, a shoulder button and then the shoot. Mm. Because, you know, otherwise you can't you can't really control it without the original layout the, the way it should be controlled.
1: And that's how Asteroids was. It was uh, three but well, two buttons, thrust, and so three, and then the so left-right thrust, and you had a hyperspace you, uh, lunar lander was only buttons. So you had left, right and middle. And then you had the afterburner in case you really had to try to quickly get yourself off and there's a, get yourself off <laughs> <laughs> real quick. Get your afterburner button like that, <laughs> put it in an afterburn. And that ties into a top gun as well. I guess this reminds me of one vector game that we have to put on the list sometime so we can hit it around 2019, I guess, which is a phenomenal vector game. That I would love to hear what you guys would have to say about playing it because you know, uh, we're coming up to episode 200 pretty soon. Wow. and I, I only do 200 of anything, so the uh, show will be turned over shortly. Although, I will be on for pack month, which oh, is, of course, wait. in February.
0: Wait, today uh, is February. March, March because munch, March, munch, 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 munch. So hopefully you enjoyed today's uh,
1: thing. Let's uh, take it over to T.T. Schmookins to find out. Next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. We shall see.
0: Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Yeah! Good luck, dudes.
1: Say it. Don't spray it, TT. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, do, uh, can you do? spray it? Is it just like motor oil? <laughs> it's You don't want to know. <laughs> well, maybe you do. You don't get know a, what I'm into. <laughs> get a little antenna action going on there. Let's give our movie tagline. What if Ripoff was a movie? What would its tagline be? You know, like movies have these taglines. You know, like that movie, like Still Alice. You picked a good day to die. <laughs> oh, wait. No, she does die. Uh, that's a horrible example. I don't know if, I don't even know. Still, Alice, it's not old timers. It's called Alzheimer's. That was the byline for that, I think. Horrible. Wait, what would your movie tagline be for uh, Rip Off? Uh,
0: uh, my tagline for Rip Off would be Rip Off. Highway to the triangle zone. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. Not
0: <laughs>
1: uh, mine's gonna be rip off. Don't rip me off no more. <laughs> I got this is a stupid part of this show. I don't no, I we, love it. No, okay. don't call it What's your stupid. clue for next week's game?
0: My clue for next week's game is. Is So are these the kids uh, of the Biker Mice from Mars or what? Hmm.
1: hmm, hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mine's going to be give that mouse the skateboard bang. <laughs> I don't know if you finger bang people and then you skateboard bang them. I don't know. It's Who knows well, what
0: these kids do? It's like a tandem skateboarding kind of thing. The it's kids, like- you know, link up and go down the street and. You could see YouTube videos on that. People get skateboard banged
1: when they try to. <laughs> I can't
0: when help but feel we're giving someone a bad idea.
1: no, no they it happens automatically when they try to do those rail slides. They call getting split in half by your skateboard something
0: oh really? Yeah, like where like, it like
1: jumps up into your. Yeah, when you land on your leg, your feet are off the ground, and the, the thing's up your crotch and balls. There's a uh, name for that. Yeah, it's like wedged. or i can't remember what it's called. I think it's called skateboard banged. We hope that you like us. Don't be a jerk all the time. We hope that you like us again. Bye bye.